In the stress list this morning, it is Ben Mayer, Melanie Keebler. Melanie, good morning. Good morning, Frank. Thank you very much for spending a little time with us here today. Appreciate that after a busy nights of council meetings last night. Yes. So, uh, first of all, um, on my list this morning is the Parkside Place. Tell me about that project. Yeah, so we got an update last night about this exciting project that Hayden Homes is working on. It's on the east side of Bend, uh, right off of Highway 20, right near Land Systems, if people know where that is. And it is part of a pilot project that started from a bill way back in 2016 that the legislature passed in an attempt to get some land into the city in a quick way that would provide a lot of housing. So um, it's unfortunately taken quite a few years to get to this point, but... I think 2016, uh, quick way. I know. Uh. I mean, it was a pilot project to see how it would play out, and I think we definitely have some feedback for the state legislature on how this worked and what could be done better in the future. But what's exciting is we're going to see a lot of uh, new homes in a new neighborhood. Um, it's mixed density, so it has everything from apartment buildings, townhomes, cottages, and uh, se- uh, single-family homes. And really excited to see it kind of get to the end stage and start moving forward to actually come back in front of council at a next meeting for the real plans and to talk to Hayden Homes about getting the master plan done. So we're still about how long away from shovel and dirt? Um, That's a good question. I think we need to get to the master plan, which I believe is going to be at our next February meeting. And then once that gets approved, then they can start moving forward. And what they planned for their first phase of development is the actual affordable housing that's part of this um, plan. So that's really exciting to see that get built first and hopefully as soon as possible. Okay. Any numbers of how many residential units you think it might go in there? I should have. uh, It's hundreds. Yeah. I should have brought my notes with me. It's hundreds. And and part of the, the idea here was to have a, um, a neighborhood built that has both affordable housing that's deed restricted and subsidized and market rate housing together without having a bunch of additional investment from the state. So it's taken us a while to get here, but Hayden Homes has stepped up and helped to make this project happen. And I think we're going to really like the results. Well, uh, we hope for the best, you know, and because it was the state that granted this fast track mm-hmm. and just, just is taking as long as it takes to get done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. Something else discussed last night was a wayfinding project regarding a bike route. Yeah, so we uh, talked last night and approved a contract to begin some consulting work on what we're calling wayfinding for um, bike paths and also for pedestrians. And what that means is it's signage around town to make sure people know where all of our infrastructure is, our paths and our separated paths and bike lanes um, to get around town. And we're going to start with a couple of key routes that we're going to firm up at a later meeting, exactly where these first few signs are going to go. But before we do that, we have to decide what are the signs going to look like and how are they going to inform people um, how to get around. Some really good visuals in the meeting last night of some examples from other cities about how they do this. And really, it's to make sure that if someone does want to get around by bike, that they know where those good paths are. And even our staff person, uh, Brad, from our mobility department was talking about he likes to ride his bike to work. And even he didn't know the, about something like the Larkspur Trail or the Canal Trail and where it connected. So the idea is to have some signs that will direct people so that we're not, we're not keeping secret some of our best routes to get around town. So will this basically get bikes, maybe fewer bikes in mixed with cars? These are paths and and areas that are bike only? Right, yeah. We want to, as much as possible, direct people to the lowest stress paths um, and part of our network that we're trying to build out with our key routes for bikes and peds so that they are having um, less um, interaction with cars and feel more safe. 
Okay, so how, that sounds like it's a it's a project that's been in the works for a while, and this is a small part of that. Right. This is part of the bicycle programming that's in our transportation system plan. So it's been in the plan for a while. We're getting to the point now where we're going to start the design process, and then after that we'll be deciding where the first signs go, and then they'll continue to be a program as we build out the network to keep those signs coming. Sounds like a good safety option. Yeah, absolutely. And just a great way to be like, if you want to get from here to there, here's the way to go, and make sure that people know where all of the paths are. Okay. Uh, last night, you also had uh, some initial goal setting done. Well, yeah, we were we had an update and kind of a wrap-up uh, after our retreat that we had last week. So we spent about a day and a half as a council um, going over a lot of the feedback that we received from the public and also through some listening sessions that we had done the week before and talk through what we think some of our main priorities want to uh, should be for the next couple of years. And what's going to happen next is that the staff is going to take all that information, put it into kind of a framework document that's going to come back to us in March to work on further and get final approval of. And that really directs how our budget is built for the next two years and what we're going to be spending money on and staffing resources on and how we're going to prioritize those resources going forward. How is the city finances at this point? Uh, I think the city finances are good. The The problem that Ben struggles with and has ever since the 90s when our tax rate was frozen and can only go up by a certain amount every year for property taxes, that really hamstrings us. Um, if we had the same tax rate as Redmond does, for example, we would have millions and millions more dollars to work with in our general fund, but we don't. So that really um, is part of the discussion we're going to be having this year about revenue for transportation and mobility, operations and street maintenance, and how we can maybe find some different streams of revenue for that because our general fund is, is really hamstrung by this low tax uh, rate that we're stuck at um, that would take you know some state legislation to change that. So, but otherwise we still do also receive funds from transfer, uh, I'm sorry, from tourism through, through room taxes that pays for part of um, our general fund. And a lot of that goes to police and fire to support public safety. Um, and we have a couple other ways to, to look for revenue, including, you know, fate, federal grants and state resources and things like that. But um, I think that's going to be part of the budget discussion. And part of the prioritizing is we can't do everything. We want to make sure we're still providing really good core services to our city and then trying to achieve a lot of these other goals that the constituents want to see, like housing and homelessness and things like that. All right. Sounds like you got a whole bunch of stuff on your plate, Melanie. Oh, yes. Yes. It's a lot of things on the plate. But it's been really great to work with the council as a team um, and try to figure out, you know, where is it that we all share those goals that we want to move forward. The uh, the fact that, uh, you know, you've been on council and now you're in the in the mayor's seat. Has this transition been what you expected it? Has it been more than you expected? Um, I would say it's about what I expected. I feel really busy, um, which is, is kind of what I thought would happen at the beginning of the year as we tried to ramp up and get through this school setting process. Um, and I think it's been great to get to know everybody um, on council as part of that retreat as well and start kind of gelling as a team that works well together. Um, even when we have disagreements, which there were a few of those last night, you know, there were a couple non-unanimous votes, but I think part of what I want to do and what I also did last night is just set some foundation of trust and ground rules for the whole council so that even when we're disagreeing on things, we're still working together really well and ultimately moving our goals forward. Would you say non-unanimous votes are, uh, votes are healthy? Absolutely. I think disagreement is healthy. And I think 
what I want to set up for our council is um, that we are a place where people can feel free to disagree, that nobody feels like they can't speak up if they don't think um, the same way as everyone else. And I think we're already starting to see that. And you can do that in ways that are respectful and healthy and then help move the ball forward. Are there a level of public input where you want it to be? Yeah, I think um, we are looking, Ben, we have a lot of citizen engagement. You know, people show up for meetings, people show up to make comments, people get involved in land use processes. Um, and so I think we want to continue to do more on our side to reach out to folks that maybe don't usually come to meetings or don't feel that that's a way that they've interacted with us in the past. And so I want to continue to get out into the community and do more of the type of things like we've done already a couple of what we're calling roundtable meetings, which is where we have people come in and actually we all sit at the same table and have more of a discussion rather than a formal meeting. And that's a great way to get input from the public. So we're looking at all these kind of new and different ways to make sure we're hearing from our community. Any of those roundtable meetings coming up in the near future you're aware of? We are looking at, we know for sure we want to do a program um, that we have uh, at least two a year that are focused on neighborhoods and neighborhood leaders. And then I think we can sort of think of any other ideas we might have, topics that come up or projects we're working on that we can arrange a roundtable for that. So I would say stay tuned and I, I think we're going to see more of those. Bend Mayor Melanie Keebler, our guest here this morning on the KBND Morning News. Melanie, thank you so much. Thank you, Frank.